And thank you for receiving our 100th transmission from the Nexus of Realities. I'm Soltis, and joining me are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings, Beaches. Am I the only one hearing about all these Grammy winners and thinking, uh, I've never heard any of this crap? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Lumberdor. I didn't agree to this. <laughs> and Doug. Seriously, if you guys rip on me... 13, 14 times during the course of this call. I'm off. I'm out of here. <laughs> now, for our 100th episode, we had just one movie in mind to discuss. The 1998 David Zucker comedy cult classic, Basketball. It remains one of the most interesting iterations of the hero's journey has taken. And while this particular film did not perform well at the box office at all, for us... Basketball deserves to be counted amongst the greatest comedies of the 20th century. And that is saying something. If you enjoy our discussion series and would like to contribute or get in contact with us, consider visiting either our Patreon page or our website at ourmidnightcake.com, liking, subscribing, and sharing the transmission with your friends. Be sure to join us next week for our discussions of the 2023 animated horror series Junji Ito Maniac, Japanese Tales of the Macabre adapted from the acclaimed manga stories by Junji Ito. Beaches, why don't you tell us about basketball? Basketball. My goodness. Um, you know, Beaches loves movies. And <laughs> so much so that uh, it's sometimes hard to, to name a favorite. You know, impossible, really. I, I, I'll often throw out Moulin Rouge as almost just a default answer. And I do love that movie. But uh, there's just too many... They're too good, or some of them not so much, but still. <laughs> <laughs> but you love you love them. I do, I do. If you break it down into categories, say like uh, favorite comedy, I can do that. And and basketball is that favorite comedy. Ever since I first saw it, and uh, you know, forced anyone I could to watch it with me <laughs> to to witness me giggle myself nearly to the pearly gates to bask in my creators. Glorious disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Basketball is from the mind of uh, is it is it David Zucker? Yeah, yes. yeah. Airplane. He did airplane. Is the yeah. airplane yes. police squad naked gun? There was no chance I wasn't going to at least be interested in this. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Someone made the uh, just the brilliant call to cast the uh, the South Park guys for some reason. And as far as I know, they weren't really known as actors. They they had just put together this little no. cartoon. <laughs> yeah. A cartoon that, by the way, they thought was doomed to fail. I mean, I think part of why they did it is they're like, well, we're not going to be doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> and then they ended up having to do this movie and produce the show, create the show at the same time. But it's a movie based on a game that the director and writer created himself and played. Yeah, with his brother. Yes, yes. From there, uh, we, we, we get, to, for me, one of the most quotable films of my <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, you know, we talked about what should we do for episode 100. One of the earliest like times I can remember the four of us watching something together was that movie. Because oh, we yeah. had to pause it multiple times. Because Beaches literally turned purple. You saved laughing. Beaches' on the life. floor. 
And that was just in like the first first 15 minutes. So, and it was just like, we have, it has to be this, you know, it just has to be this. You were Beach's lifeguards that day. Um. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, of course, Trey Parker and Matt Stone have their, their thing going, but even just the opening with like the narration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the All downfall the sports of sports. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and it's weird watching that movie now, watching this now, so many years later, because this is what, like 98? Yeah, I think yes. like 98. Mm-hmm. It's like what they all that they said, it's only gotten worse. Players only mm. get traded more. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrations are only worse in any sports. Yeah. Um, I was like, wow, of all the things that I thought would be prophetic, not like basketball. This, this movie and uh, Idiocracy and a couple other ones like those that like poke fun at, at life. A little like, too prescient. They Honestly, get it right almost 100% it, of the time. It, almost, <laughs> it starts out as almost like a sincere uh, a sports story. Oh, yeah. With the, yeah. the, the kid at the game, Reggie Jackson, um, noticing one of the historic sports events and, and promising his friend that one day he was going to become a big sports star. <laughs> or at least own a big sports bar. <laughs> and then we're introduced some, I don't know, what would you say? 15 years later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of weird on the timeline because it seems like post-college maybe even. Yeah. But when they uh-huh. get attend this party, the, it's still at the girl's parents' house. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure they knew exactly and what Trey Parker perpetually looks like he's like 40 years old. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you're just hanging out playing Nintendo. I mean, he does. <laughs> I love the, the opening, you know, we get football players river dancing. Yes, but not just for a moment. Like it's like a committed scene. There is a long river dance going. My favorite part of the river dance is when they hook the ref and get him in (laughs) and the little in on it. (laughs) And then you get you get preparation H stadium, which the 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 made me laugh way harder than it should. Like they've had to ban that now because of problems with the excessive dancing and end zones and celebrations and. Whatever. Oh yeah, there's penalties for that stuff. Speaking yeah. of the intro, do you guys remember the Oilers? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> yes. The Oilers went well, to Tennessee yeah. where there's no oil. The Jazz went to Salt Lake where they don't allow music. <laughs> <laughs> that one always gets the, the Raiders because uh, I think they had moved at least one or two more times since then. Oh yeah, no, yes. in Las Vegas. no one's even noticed. And it's like no one even noticed. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't have known if I didn't have to go through Vegas every so often. I appreciate that the Mormon community can, they they can seem to exist amicably in a world where Trey Parker exists. Um, But the Scientologists (laughs) are just so butthurt. (laughs) They are. It's not like they haven't haven't torn into every religion they can think of <laughs> no 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 and it's true it's i true. mean for for them it's very much a it's all fair game or none of it is i i agree i agree i think there's there there is a limit some people will say there aren't any i think the limit could be comedy where you're intentionally trying to hurt a specific person's maybe, mm-hmm. maybe yeah, if it's a it's jerk malicious. you're okay but yeah, yeah. If you're just like, here's this, you know, pud standing. I, I said pud, <laughs> and, and I'm gonna make him feel bad for comedy. Um, <laughs> if that doesn't get him. Just calling him a pud will do the trick. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> that a hole called me a pud on his podcast. I mean, 
I'm going to never get over this. I'm going to have to send an email or put a quote on Facebook. Strongly worded email. I, I, I did have a picture of someone at work in my, my head. <laughs> I am composing an angry tweet about this. If the API doesn't crash, he's going to hear hell from me. <laughs> Something that, that I didn't realize until recently, actually, was that Parker and Stone, they didn't write, they didn't direct, they didn't produce, they didn't do anything they just start in it they were literally just tapped as the actors which yeah. is which interesting is, but but really? this is something that is right up their alley yeah it's yeah. like I'm it was made purposely that. for them mm -hmm. and their style of humor it's tough to find out anything about this too because it was kind of a commercial and a critical flop at the time oh and yes it, um, yeah like 23 million dollar budget seven million dollar box office uh-huh i'm, I'm <laughs> hoping my dvd purchase and a visual eventual streaming purchase uh helped that in some way <laughs> <laughs> it's not the most clever thing out there um i don't know that it's the the most well filmed <laughs> that's what i love about it too but though, something about it's... it is just is just so so specifically tuned to my funny bones physiology <laughs> it's those really subtle over the top jokes too like from airplane and stuff like that that honestly that I, I don't know who they could have cast to um uh, because the some of the comedy comes from their interactions with each other and uh part of the game is the psych outs mm -hmm. yes Ugh, the psych outs yes I and mean, it wouldn't be the same movie if you had george clooney and brad pitt playing uh, <laughs> <laughs> playing Coop and Reamer, you know? It would not be mm. the same movie because the budget would be so much more. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a $150, $150 million yeah. movie <laughs> just to cover their salaries. Well, and they also got, oh, I'm blanking on his name, Squeak. Oh, I believe yeah. his name is Dion Bacar. Mm -hmm. It'll be. Mm. He sounds like a character from uh, Star Trek. Like a it does. Like a... it does. <laughs> no, I know he's popped up in South Park. He's done voices on South Park, I think. I think um, if you're familiar with the uh, the episode that sort of plays as a sequel to the uh, bigger, longer, and uncut movie, um, yeah. uh, he plays Satan's uh, boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> His post-Saddam boyfriend. <laughs> it's got such oh a great gosh. soundtrack in that movie. Oh, oh my gosh. I liked his inclusion just because we had also watched Cannibal and oh yeah, Mo and those other movies. I don't know if he was in film school with them or how that relationship uh, began, but bringing him on board, I read that uh, some of the little bit I've been able to find out about the background of this, that uh, he uh, originally wasn't even in the script. Matt and Trey uh, sort of lobbied to add in a third person, which I think was good. It was a good oh, idea. Yeah. You get a strong sense that uh, Coop, I think, is kind of the main character. Mm -hmm. But with Squeak to play off, they get more of like, a, they're, they're both sort of uh, co-headlining this thing. Yeah. I think my favorite Squeak moment is when they're not friends anymore. <laughs> and he reaches and just opens that drawer in the locker room and he's just asleep. That one always <laughs> the drawer. I always, yes. I'll always forget about him being in the drawer. That is so what? brilliant. You know what? Me. I'm going to go that, get me a new best friend. That, that, that like, whole up. scene, you forget that <laughs> he's asleep in that drawer. Best friend. <laughs> I was going to ask, because there are some of the obvious quotable lines like the 
you know, Rip on Me 13 or 14 more times, oh, yeah. I think is <laughs> probably my favorite the yes. entire film. That's one I've quoted a, a hundred times. Oh, yeah. Um, did you guys notice any any jokes that uh, stuck out at you this time you that know, you maybe wouldn't one, have quoted before? One thing that made me laugh that caught me by surprise that's not even like it's not told with any timing or anything. And you'll have to bleep this probably sold us if we stay PG. <laughs> um, but after the funeral of the owner, they're talking, they go, well, time just ran out for the old. <laughs> and it's just so. <laughs> yes. Why did they say this? I don't know. It makes no sense, but it caught me completely oh. off guard. And I just died. It's all it's the good. actual, the sports people and the Robert stack. Um, being horribly offended. Oh, the Robert Stack stuff got me good too. <laughs> the, Lumberdor. Uh, yes. You, you want to know where, where Coop is? Just look for the most heinous, vile, horrible exploitation of children on the planet, Disney World. <laughs> I, I wondered if maybe that was your favorite joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Disney's terrible. It's such a good dig at the mouse. <laughs> yes. there's, there's some real great, like, deadpan <laughs> swearing from Robert Stack that's just. Excellent. Yeah. For me this time around, it was um during the game with San Francisco, which the probably fairies. would would not pass muster in the uh the the more woke oh, no. climate. <laughs> but uh say again, one, something you might have to bleep uh the uh how to speak Australian, how to speak Australian. Yeah. And he grabs uh he grabs squeak, pulls his pants down, uh, exposes his behind and says no, it's not that. It's after that where he gets called on it. Like that's yes. crossing the lines, right? He says, it's not a gay joke. It's an Australian joke. Yes. <laughs> we get several cameos from South Park voices. I hear at least Mr. Hankey, um, Mr. Garrison, and obviously Cartman. Cartman. Yeah, yeah there's that Mr. Garrison moment. moment, yeah. There's also a moment where um, that got me good that wasn't like a one-liner but the moment where they basically use squeak to psych out that guy and they're in the background throwing him around (laughs) during the post-game interview this is so absurd i love it he's chained to the 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 garage i like too the obvious dummy of him upside down in the goal and they're like yes and they're just like punching it like a yeah speed i like the garage the garage door wasn't just dressing um, when when, yeah, it, when it's uh, functional crashes yeah. through it. There's stuff all this in junk it. back there. <laughs> Watching this uh, for the first time in on my grandmother's tiny kitchen television slash VCR. Yeah, I watched this on VHS. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, uh, most of the the cheerleader scenes were were to me very risque at the time. <laughs> Uh, pro- probably still are in some regards depending on your opinions on those things i know what are you watching nothing nothing yeah no nothing. <laughs> but this is this is a functional movie this is this is a well-structured story amazingly <laughs> yeah it's there's a lot of random things that take place as part mm-hmm. of the comedy but it follows a tried and true structure there's there's clear character motivations decisions are made based on what the characters would do in these certain situations development it's wonderful i really enjoy this movie (laughs) and that's one thing like zucker does and it's it's hard to do with like i feel like he's 
usually done a pretty good job of it. And Mel Brooks is another to where there is a lot of comedy, a lot of off the wall stuff that just it shouldn't make sense. But they make it work. It doesn't hinder the story at all. It's, it's all part of the universe that yeah. it, it, it operates under its own set of rules and it operates consistently under these sets of rules. I like things like this, too. Where, um, you know, you've got a set of friends and there are there's conflict because there needs to be conflict. But in the end, it's it's never that big a deal between them. You know, it, it's sort of a mm-hmm. Bill and Ted kind of a, a relationship, you know, like they never are truly at each other's throats. Which I love the the big like scene where they're having a heart to heart over all the conflict they've had. And it's them mm-hmm. saying dude back and forth like 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> different emotions till they finally come to agreement and that's payoff from the conflict the initial conflict oh, yeah. when they're yelling at each other <laughs> dude <gasps> and in the end it's like uh coop realizes maybe he was wrong yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's and there's a resolution there and there's growth for the character and it's the it's the my, hero's my journey f- my favorite version of that in the movie is um ah, they're mad at each other at some point it's redirected onto a uh, squeak and oh they, yeah they, you, know, you want to get a sandwich yeah <laughs> <laughs> completely forgotten <laughs> I, I love that it, within the world of basketball, you, you have the standard, you know, victory celebration in the winner's locker room, but you also have the loser's celebration. And they have loser, <laughs> the loser shirts yes. and matching shirts. Uh, yeah, that always gets me is the uh, where he, he moves into the apartment with them. And he's like, oh, here's here's your room. He's like, oh, is that that couch got a, a bed? And he's like, yeah, it's got a pretty sweet bed. That's Jenkins. Bed. That's your Jenkins. bed's over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's this horrible honestly, box. I- I feel like Squeak oh, it's is an important character because if you're like me, it's hard to remove these two losers from their, you know, vaulted status as the creators of South Park, you know, witty, uh, intelligent, uh, creative writers. They're just always going to seem a little bit cooler than than what they're portraying here. And, and <laughs> Squeak is that sort of every man that I related to more. <laughs> <laughs> just just kind of happy to be there you know? <laughs> well he also he also provides a buffer between the two main mm. protagonists and you get the two-on-one dynamic mm. depending on you know who's mad at who and what's going on with the relationship and the friendship because he tries to help them sort out things or mm-hmm. reason with them and immediately they turn both of them turn against him no matter the situation yes. and either make <laughs> him feel worse <laughs> or, or whatever and there's those friendships like that <laughs> even though he gets his big dramatic you know speech at the end um oh yeah so he saves the day i like that in a world where we've got you know big action stars who have it in their contracts that they they can't seem less important than the other action star in the movie you've got people who are willing to um, be wrong, they're willing to call attention to their their many uh, sexually transmitted diseases. <laughs> <laughs> that makes for some of the best comedy is when people are are happy to embarrass themselves. Yeah, they don't take themselves too seriously, and they can laugh mm-hmm. at, at the ridiculous things that they've done. This movie is the one that 
I think probably really got me into Real Big Fish. Which That's what I was about to say. We need to acknowledge and, that Real Big Fish is in this movie. We're on I the guess, same wavelength here. I remember <laughs> at the time too, because the internet was not great and barely existing, that like I remember watching this on VHS and trying to figure out who this band was. And just because I loved that's I loved so the funny so much. Well, Real Big Fish has the big take on me cover, I think was the yeah, thing that's, for this movie. That's what yeah. you're thinking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big, yeah. Like if you're not familiar with them or ska music at all. It just fits so well within this weird sports universe of the blended baseball and basketball and because and sky is that, very weird. It is <laughs> pretty much, yeah. It That's is pretty much it. <laughs> I've seen Real Big Fish live many times. Oh many yeah, times. <laughs> I talked about the timeless cameo of Robert Stack. And, oh, that's uh, a great. He's great. At the time, I had even forgotten about Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> I did too. I forgot about Dale Earnhardt, and he. I was. I had to look up the date while watching. It's like, oh, how soon did he die after this? Because I wasn't sure. I knew it was soon. It was like a couple of years well, after I, this movie. Do you guys catch the joke? A very, very supple joke. Um, that he's talking about the next lineup and and that being the same three people as the last lineup. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we really never, never deal with the other players at all. There's one scene where you kind of see their faces because he's talking to the whole team. Yeah, or, or they're they're sitting on the bench, you know, in the background or something, but they never do anything. But I like that he's like, if, you, if, you're, if you're following along, we'll be the same three as the last <laughs> <laughs> Those team names are just sort of like, how many stereotypes can we cram into this movie? <laughs> it is rough. And, and there's a post credit scene, too, which I never knew. There is. Yeah. What? It's it's more stuff with the sports the sports commentators. Just I mean, it's just a silly like throwaway. Well, thing. they they reiterate two previous jokes actually. When they go into the dude thing back and forth, dude, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, they do. yeah, dude, and they're obviously they're coming together and they decide they're gonna kiss as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which I don't know why. Back in the day, obviously, was one of the more surprising moments between yes. uh, uh, Reamer and Coop. <laughs> there's shots that just, a firefighter that was trying to rescue them. Knowing them, I, I again, I, I it's one of the moments I love because they were just willing to. We don't care. <laughs> we'll <Yeah>. do this, <laughs> and they just keep going. They 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 go for a it, while. It's a An uncomfortable amount of time. Yes. <laughs> that kiss was more realistic than any of the other kisses in the movie. <laughs> well, um, there there was a question about that in the in an in an interview where somebody was asking Matt Stone about. Who is the better kisser? He said, well, I'd honestly have to say Trey Parker was better than Jenna McCarthy. That was, <laughs> that that was nice. Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our midnight cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug. Thank you, and good night. I've got this uh, tiny little keychain that's. Uh... Where the hell's my camera? <laughs> oh, it's a v- <laughs> VHS of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1. <laughs>
100 episodes a, later. I swear. Where the I hell is holding, my camera? I was holding it up to the microphone. <laughs> if you want to know why we don't <laughs> show you the film, <laughs> this is why. It's part of it. <laughs> you know, some cases practice doesn't make perfect. You just keep going. You'd be better off seeing loop scenes from this movie than us. That's for sure. <laughs>